they're like, no. all right, let's go. Okay. They know they're side characters. Yes, exactly. <laughs> all right. Well, welcome to Wildly Tarot. Hi, Addie. Hi, Holly. How are you? Oh. It's been so long. I know. It's. I mean, we've talked We talked every day. Every day. <laughs> <laughs> but we haven't, like, talked, you know, in, like, um, two months. Yeah, I was just seeing on our Discord, like, private chat where we usually do our video chatting while we record that it was literally November 20th when we last Yeah, yeah. So it's been a solid two months. And yet, also, still, big announcement, I won't be here for the rest of the month. (laughs) (laughs) Yay! Well, like, yay in an exciting way that we have lots of cool things planned. But yeah, you know, exactly. but also because we'll miss you. But I know that you have lots of stuff you need to do the, the month. Like it you're was traveling, just like so much. yeah, I'm just traveling a ton. February just ended up being a really, really full month for me. And so yeah, when you like texted me last week to be like, all right, let's do this, I was like, ah, <laughs> I'm gonna be gone like every Tuesday of February. <laughs> so. Well, well, the thing is that one of these trips, we will actually be seeing each other. I know. <laughs> We're actually going to be seeing each other I this know. month. We are. We haven't seen each other. I mean, think about how different your life was last time you were oh, here. Oh, yeah. Yeah. It was like you brought your ex-husband. Uh-huh. It was like, it was just I was so on different. a whole, my body was on a whole different time zone. I could barely, like, <laughs> consume knowledge and what people were saying. Nope. <laughs> you did a really good job of covering for that I because I feel like we did a lot. You introduced me to True Crime Obsessed, oh, yes. which I then got very into and then fell out of love yes. with completely. Because of like recent so, events, yes. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's just been a it's just been so long time. Yeah. Long time. The only downside of our visit is that we aren't gonna see any zoo animals. I know because we're going to a baby shower <laughs> instead of a zoo. Well, it's a different kind of zoo that we'll be watching. <laughs> yeah. It's the called exactly. the Midwest women's zoo in february oh my god seriously neither of us have that background no of like upper midwestern casserole bringing nope yeah i'm i'm kind of excited i'm worried about outfits the outfit that you bought initially for this is also for your graduation Uh for yoga teacher training and it is so sexy and when you were like i was gonna wear this to anna's shower but i guess not i was like I really fucking hope she does. Well, Ada gave be... me permission to, so therefore I feel like I must. Like I'm so booby and beautiful. <laughs> it's yeah, it's the it's the flea bag like one piece uh, jumpsuit where it's like a very deep V cut. Yeah, I did not anticipate how deep the V cut was, but you know, if it takes attention from Anna, like away from Anna in like a positive way, where they're not griping at Anna, they're griping about yeah, me. That's true. Great. Yeah, <laughs> I've done somebody my job. has to be the wild one. Yes, <laughs> and it's gonna be you. It's gonna be which me. I love because I feel like you spent the first probably like thirty years of your life never being the wild no, one, so we might no, as no, well no. let it all out. Exactly. <laughs> I will bring a backup pantsuit just in case it's decided that it's too wild. A backup <laughs> pantsuit. <laughs> but yeah, it's gonna be so fun. I'm so, so excited fun. to see you. I know, and also just like sit around and like chat yeah you know? like exactly. at, the good thing about baby showers is that they're fast yes like it's not like a seven hour event it's like a two hour event and then the rest of the time we just get to hang out exactly and that's gonna be awesome yeah i think so, it's so we fun. might record like a little like hello whatever thing yeah. nothing too long while we're actually literally together because that would be fun yeah yeah I, I i'm sure we will maybe something yeah so anyway we're traveling a lot 
Uh, but I think that we should just, since this is kind of an update episode, we're going to review. Esther will be recording with very dear friends of the podcast yes. over the next couple of weeks. So we'll still have episodes for all of February. They'll all be deck reviewing, question mm-hmm. answering, all the normal stuff. Um, and then when February's over and when stuff calms down a little bit for me, we'll have me back with all the regular stuff also. So yeah. we're really excited to get back on the horse. Yeah. It's so funny because all of your travel and chaos happened to align with January. Exactly. And all of mine aligned with February, <laughs> which is why this season strategy is good. Yes. And now we only have one month of having of, of heavy yeah, stuff. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> And I'm like, oh, man. But there's also just, like, so much exciting stuff going on in both of our lives. Right. Which is one of the reasons why this feels so nice to, mm-hmm. like, get back into the swing of things. It's going to create additional structure, which is nice. Yes. Yes. But, like, I am taking a ceramics class this semester yeah. at a community college, fully registered. It's week three. So much fun. I've been having a total blast doing it. Oh, good. And also, I found a therapist. Oh, yeah. I mean, and I, I love her. Yay, again. <laughs> I know, exactly. I've definitely told you everything about Lindsay, but I'm obsessed with her. She seems great. Um, and it's just been like two sessions, and I already feel like a lot better about it. It's almost like paying somebody who's an actual professional at like helping you learn how to cope is helpful. And I told her, yeah. like, I know that I can get there on my own, but I feel like this is going to be way faster. Yes. Like, which is just the tr- the reality of the situation. Like, I've always been able to get myself through stuff eventually. Right, but right. I felt like my coping mechanisms were just at an all-time low. Mm-hmm. So we're working on that. Good. Uh, and she's just so helpful. Yeah. And I'm like, is this something that I should have been doing for the last 15 years? And the answer is, yeah, 100% <laughs> yes. Yeah. But whatever. We're there now. Well, I mean, I just love, like, what, what you shared about – like her saying, like you know, well, why did this stop bringing you joy? And then like this, yeah. you know, especially like with your tarot and posting things, you know, where it once brought you joy, but then all of a sudden the whole doing of it and the whole like compulsion to show everybody kind of right. took that joy out well, of it. And did I tell you the result? So like her homework for me after my first session, like this is what we're talking early, was like, okay, I want you to do, and I I know I told you about the homework, but she, yeah. she said like, I want you to do something that used to bring you a lot of peace and like make you feel like yourself uh-huh. and then journal about what doing that felt like. And so I was like, okay, perfect. The obvious answer is tarot because I've talked about this on the podcast before and you and I have talked about it ad nauseum, but like since writing the book, I've really stopped using it for myself. Like yeah. not stopped on purpose. It's not like I'm like, oh no, tarot, not right. for me. But it just like, I think because of the combination of just like having the book, the book was really draining for me. Mm-hmm. That took a lot of energy. And then also just like doing tarot as an output for other people right. made it so that it stopped feeling like something that I was that like helped by, uh-huh. I guess. Yeah. Um, and also just like general anxiety and like being stressed out and stuff made it harder for me to center myself in general. So I wasn't getting as much out of tarot readings, but anyway, she was mm-hmm. like, you should try doing that and journal about what it was like. And I was like, perfect. Okay, great. So I, while I was making coffee for myself and I also, this is the weird thing is that I also stopped drinking coffee around the same time right. I started writing the book. So my normal, like, here's my ritual of making myself coffee where mm-hmm. I always had decks like on my coffee bar kind of stopped simultaneously because I stopped drinking coffee. Right. So right. I wasn't spending five minutes standing at my coffee bar every morning. And also I wasn't centering myself and finding tarot. So I think a lot of those things are related. Anyway, mm-hmm. I, um, 
just pulled some angel cards, which if oh, you're yeah. a longtime listener of the podcast, know that's like the very first cards that I ever had. They're not the angel cards that you're perceiving. They're not like big angel cards. St. <laughs> Michael like, you know, or Gabriel. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> it's not about the angels. They're little tiny, very stylized cartoon angels that are that don't even have faces. Uh-huh. They're just like little like cutesy little angels and they each have a, a word on them and a nun from my high school gave them to me and so I keep them in a little jar on my coffee bar. And while I was making myself coffee that morning, I was like, I'm just going to pull a card from this. And it was Saturday. Yeah, it was Saturday. And Nathan was out of town and I was feeling like I had so much stuff to do, but I was really feeling generally excited about it because, um, you know, I just like having a clean house. Yeah. And so even though my executive dysfunction makes it so that it's like nearly impossible for me to get started on that stuff, mm-hmm. it was just like I was excited about it. And getting everything clean and then watching Doctor Who for, like, eight Aww. hours. That was my plan. Um, but actually, as a side note, I ended up watching something else my friend Sarah suggested that you would love if you haven't watched it already. It's called Extraordinary. It's on Hulu. Oh. And basically, the plot is not going to convey how funny it is. But okay. the idea is, the ba- the basis is that everyone gets a superpower when they're 18. Mm-hmm. And this character, the main character hasn't gotten hers yet. And she's like 25. Oh, okay. And, but it's more about, it's a comedy. It's more about like her and her roommates and feeling like she's in a dead end job mm-hmm. and feeling kind of like out of place, but it is so funny. So enjoyable. It's like eight episodes. I think it's British. I watched the entire thing in like one single. Oh, okay. After getting all this cleaning done. But anyway, so I pulled the cards. Mm -hmm. I pulled two cards, a little mini tarot card that our friend Rachel gave me years ago. And that's in the jar with my angel cards. And I pulled enthusiasm and the Knight of wands. Oh, and I was like, I'm already feeling enthusiastic, but this is clearly like the sign to just get all the stuff done now to not, because I was having kind of a peaceful, you know, like music listening coffee morning. Uh But I had this, I got this burst of enthusiasm from the cards that I drew. Both of those cards are enthusiastic cards. Right. And was like, I'm going to get all my errands done outside of the house immediately so that I can come back and be in my home space and uh-huh. like get all, like, I'm just going to be so accomplished. This is going to feel great. And then my brain said, is the coffee bar clean enough that I could use it as a background for a picture oh, or a video uh-huh. of these cards to post somewhere? Uh-huh. And I thought this is exactly what I was talking about with Lindsay. Yeah. Yeah. Like how everything, how it became something that felt like a product. Yeah. Yeah. Like even just flat lays felt like a, Oh, I'm doing this because you know, I haven't posted in so long. And Mm -hmm. like, this is kind of interesting that I'm having this really synchronistic day where like two, the two cards that I pulled are so aligned with each other and also aligned with kind of my already existing vibe. Right. Right. I was like thinking about the caption. Yeah. And so instead of posting anything, I was journaling, like, why is my brain doing that? Like Mm -hmm. I started do it and you know that I hate journaling. That's oh, never yes. been a secret. Yes, that's always and I started you start something. Holly Enchanted because I was bad at journaling <laughs> right, right. and I needed some documentation <laughs> of cards I was pulling. So pictures it was. Yeah. But it was just such an interesting realization for me of like, yeah, that's exactly the problem is that I've started because of the book and probably the podcast, even though I love it. Oh, right, right. And also just the changing tides of Instagram. Mm-hmm. It's like my brain is brain wormed right. about like creating 
or feeling weird about tarot if it's not content for other people to consume. Right. Or not even weird, but feeling disconnected from tarot if yeah. it's not content for other people to consume. Yeah. So that was like such a helpful exercise. Oh, I love that. I love that. I was like, oh, uh-huh. I don't have to. <laughs> this can just be for me. Yeah. <laughs> but then look at me now, turning it into fucking fodder. But whatever. No, it's I, fine. I it think it's such like, a good I, I think it's a healthy discussion to have, though, because, well, especially what in the time that we were writing our book, everyone was just online constantly. Does that make yeah. sense? So that yeah, need because to it was feel the summer content. of 2020. Yeah, that need yeah. to feel like content was constant for us, especially yeah. when we're trying to promote book and we're trying to, you know, do other things. It became something that while we still, you know, we like in yoga, there's a term like the yoga will work no matter like if you're doing it poorly or, you know, if you're following the yamas and niyamas, like the rules or not, it will still do the work yeah. in the background. The same yeah. with tarot, I feel like. Where, like, even if you're pulling tarot cards, there's still some work. Like, it still will work at the end of the day. But for us, it just became that sort of, like, thing that (laughs) held our anxiety captive for so long. Because there were so many demands. Like, it felt like external demands. And then you have, like, the whole culture of, um, like, oh, we have to keep the same energy as our friends. That have full time businesses about this, right? I know, <laughs> and I think that that really damaged both of us yeah. in some ways. Like we're friends with all these people who have their tarot, like their art or tarot or whatever, mm-hmm. as like a huge component of their actual businesses. Yeah. and so it feels like we should be concerned with engagement the way that they are, right. even though it's not like we don't we don't even do Patreon anymore. Yeah, and haven't for like two years yeah it's been a while how long have we not been doing patreon (laughs) it's been a while (laughs) so we're like this is and we've talked about it on the podcast before but this is supposed to be for fun and yet my brain has still been thinking even subconsciously like what content am i getting out of doing it for myself oh right so i almost feel like separating the tool as a tool for me Mm -hmm. separately from the tool as a tool for like this really fun way of engaging with the community that we've been doing for so long. I mean, we've been podcasting since 2018. Yeah. Like six so years. This is our sixth year of yeah. podcasting. That's a long ass time. Yeah. In the podcast world. I mean, first of all, we we're not in it for any sort of like ad money or revenue. So I know, for us to stay with it job. for this long. <laughs> yeah, I know. Have you ever had a hyperfixation last so long? I certainly have not. No. <laughs> not (laughs) the funny thing though is that we even though you and i have both gone through like i guess ebbs and flows of buying new decks Uh because we've been like no i have all the decks i need or no i'm like feeling more engaged and want more of them or whatever i feel like we're still so into it yeah but i just stopped being able to use it for myself yeah yeah and like for me i feel way i think for new years this year i did probably like 10 new year's readings like for friends just oh you know, wow just, girl like just like via voice note and then just taking pictures after it wasn't like it was very informal <laughs> not yeah. even like anything that was like Structured. fancy you know because like yeah. i used to do like the new year mandala Such sort of thing that was yeah very, totally like beautiful Extensive. aesthetically four different decks you know 35 to document of like cards. 80 pages with pictures yeah. that are high res and then i was just like no, for my friends, I'm just going to offer, like, hey, if you all want some, new, like, a New Year reading, just let me know. And then 
they were like me basically they were like hey do me and so yeah what community were you asking this about esther because i did not get, that, not message. get that message <laughs> this is not in the group chat <laughs> i did not realize the group chat wanted a new year reading yeah how dare you well, I feel, but also, also i feel like totally everybody fine. in the group chat also reads cards like everyone has their deck so I'm like well i know. You know yeah i'm just teasing you of course so, it's no big deal yeah but it was it was it was like still ex- as exhausting as it would have been if i had like opened it up for like paid readings but yeah. it still felt like a nice way for me to give back to people without like having to like be aesthetic like t- were the backgrounds yeah. still nice was it still like a nice blanket i laid cards on yes of course <laughs> but yeah we, we can't we're not animals we can't exactly. let ourselves go that crazy exactly <laughs> but yeah it's almost like when we got started when you and i first met and we were doing readings just for people in groups mm-hmm. and it was like practice for us but also really like good for those people too to get exposure to tarot that's kind of the vibe that i wish we could get back to and i mean now i feel like such an old lady because i'm like remember when we just used to do this for fun and there was no pressure but like in some ways that's to me like my favorite era of my own tarot reading Mm -hmm. was when it was really casual and i didn't feel like like any kind of pressure i mean not that i feel pressure it's just internal yeah it's not like i feel like from outside people, but it also just, as it got so huge more, it just seemed like weirder to not be trying to sell readings and to not be trying to make it aesthetic and to not be trying to like, have it be a component of your identity Mm -hmm. because everybody that we were interacting with had it as a component. Right. 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 And like, and I like, the thing is, like, in this weird transition of life that I'm in, <laughs> that sounded really, really <laughs> esoteric. It's true, though. It's true. <laughs> you know, like, I know that I could very well just start to set up, like, a huge reading business and just do online yeah. readings. But that's just not where my heart's at. Like, I like like you said, like, I'd love doing readings for the podcast. Like, when that because we kind of yeah. get that feeling back of, like, giving back to right. people without having, 100%. like, there's, the relationship there is not transactional. Where yeah. the relationship with social media felt very transactional, felt, and that we yeah, had to exactly. be transactional to yeah. like grow or to reach people because Instagram well, is yeah. transactional. Like right. they want Instagram, your money, they want the that engagement, medias, right? Yeah, all of the social medias, when it comes right down to it, are like buying and selling platforms. Right, That's exactly. What they want. They're pushing everybody to go through Instagram Shop. They're pushing everybody to monetize their accounts. They like really are trying to push that. And so it just feels like there's no point because no one's seeing anything. And also like, yeah, and we've talked about Instagram so many times. So it's not like it's like reinventing the wheel to have this conversation again. (laughs) But like we know that there are strategies like share groups or whatever that can be really effective. But that like take that took when we were involved with that stuff, it took so much of the fun out Mm -hmm. of it for me. And it was just like I think we did meet some really cool people through Mm -hmm. it. But for the most part, it felt like just kind of exhausting well i also think now this may just be me but as people who at that point were not adhd autistic diagnosed (laughs) i think it's also like you're still trying to mask in front of a bunch of normies (laughs) like yeah that's probably it too (laughs) you know where you're trying to keep up with people who like you know, we're also, again, we're trying to keep up with people who this is their full-time job. And for right, us, this is yeah. not a full-time job. This is a hobby no. that we love. And, and can't ever be. Yeah. Because we have other stuff going on. Like, and yeah. I don't think that I, 
have it in me to be in a self-marketing role yeah. as my job. Yeah, yeah. Like, I don't think that that exists within me. Even though I do think that my life is really cool it is. and aesthetic yeah. and beautiful. And I, like, have a very peaceful, luscious vibe. Right. Like that, I mean, except for people who listen to the podcast who know how manic <laughs> I can sometimes be. And just, like, a chaotic, you know, hand-slapping, wild in person. <laughs> yeah, I come in real hot. Uh, but I feel like I could, like, I love my little situation yeah. so much oh my god sorry tiktok sound i think i like this little life just oh yeah my head. but <laughs> i like my yeah, little life yeah. so much that i feel like it could be something that i could market but then also like i just don't have that in me right right and there were parts in my younger years where i thought i did mm-hmm. but i don't yeah it turns out yeah i mean it, you like your vibe and aesthetic is very natural like just walking to your house, like, I, th- I think I've said multiple times, like, I just wanted to cry because how magical it felt walking into your Aww. house. Like, you know, the the, yeah. the little uh, rainbows everywhere, like, just the feeling yeah. of home and warmth. Like, it comes very naturally to you, like, from within you. But at the yeah. same time, trying to, to convey that across a camera lens is weird. Yeah. And then trying to also, like, bring that vibe in would be so much work. That it's just not worth it, and it would and it would kind of kill your own vibe in your own house. If I you think it really it, would, you know, because you think about people who like really. I, th- I think it's maybe especially on TikTok because I feel like Instagram is kind of like only now like probably three dozen like famous Instagrammers, and all of them have like these perfect aesthetic houses. But in the more chaotic era, the like twenty thirteen to twenty eighteen era of Instagram. It was a lot more people who just had like regular cool houses. Like, yeah, they were still cool. They were still pretty, but they were just like regular people houses. Yeah. Yeah. Like everything has become so commercialized that now it's like everyone has the same chandelier from Amazon and the same white couches and the same Mm -hmm. like kind of you have to really search for more interesting vibes. And I think you and I both do because we're both in our thirties and also being part of like the queer community. We have, there are more people who, have more interesting spaces. So the algorithms will show us that rather than just like the, like really boring Mormon mommy blogger houses. (laughs) So that's like the good thing. But I do feel like there's sort of been this, like uh, what was the word that I'm looking for? Not like the funnel point. What is that called? Is there a horse related term involving that? I have no idea. Bottleneck. Bottleneck. Okay. I feel like a lot of social media has been bottlenecked into like very few vibes. Yes. Like, Uh yeah. But all of them are like kind of pristine. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Like it's either like all white and light washed wood. Yes. Yes. Or like all Victorian decadent. Uh huh. Like black walls. Right. And so just, like, having a regular house with regular colors and regular messes is something that is just, like, not really seen on social media. Unless it's one of those people saying, I'm just like you. Oh, this yeah. This is what it looks like behind this camera. <laughs> and then it's just, like, a regular person mess. Uh-huh. But, I mean, this is so far from tarot. <laughs> but it's still the same idea to me yeah. where it's, like, some of the, like, the witchiness community mm-hmm also went from people being like all of us can do this and then suddenly everyone was marketing themselves right and then all of a sudden it bottlenecked again where it was like these are the main accounts for this mm-hmm. and you saw those people getting crazy book deals and oh yeah the new york times and stuff like that our and when we talk about our book like we don't collectively we have like fewer than ten thousand followers on instagram oh yeah like, yeah and that's through all three of our accounts both of our personal accounts and wildly yes Tarot. yes like, 
<laughs> us getting the book deal had way more to do that with the podcast than any sort of following. oh yeah absolutely not i don't even think they it- looked at our instagram before we interviewed <laughs> I know. <laughs> they probably just listened to to us rambling about tarot or we're like they could probably write 50k do you words ever think about how they even found our names <laughs> I have no like, idea. because when they contacted contacted us initially they were like we want to pick your brains about a book and we're such we had no idea that Holly they meant had no to write idea. it. I knew what it was. I knew it was really? a PDF. Really? I was I fully was like, they meeting. probably are going to ask us for suggestions no. of somebody to write no, this book. Because no, for my, my brain, I was like, they would have emailed us if they were asking for suggestions for people. They wouldn't ask <laughs> us. They wouldn't have asked we were, to talk. Like, marketable enough for a book deal. <laughs> <laughs> but that's just because my brain automatically like starts thinking like every single pathway down the face. Yeah, yeah, so, yeah. I just, <laughs> my detective you know, brain. As, as you know, just do not. Holly's just like exists very on few vibes. <laughs> like, yeah, like, oh, this sounds like fun. <laughs> Actually, speaking of, my sister yesterday told me that she has realized for the last few years that I'm not. Because I always perceive myself as a bad secret keeper. Oh, uh-huh. Um, but I'm actually not. Yeah. If somebody tells me to keep a secret, I won't tell anyone. But also, Katie told me, she's noticed, I won't retain it myself. Oh. <laughs> Like, if somebody tells me a secret and says, this is something that I don't want other people to know, I'm like, perfect. And I you forget, forget it. it as well. You just, you just yeah. flush it immediately. <laughs> it just goes away. And she's like, it's really great because it means that I don't have to worry about if you're going to tell anyone or not because I know that you don't remember. Oh, yeah, yeah, <laughs> I yeah. I was like, that's very true. Yeah. She's like, I know you'll only remember that it's even happening if I bring it up to you again. Right, And right. then you'll be like, oh, oh yeah. yeah, no, I remember you telling me uh-huh, about that. Yeah. <laughs> And I was thinking, like, that probably makes me a pretty terrible friend because I am not following up with anyone. Oh, like, yeah, Like, they yeah. can be going through something, but if they tell me it's a secret, then I'm, like, kind of forgetting about well, it. Well, it's kind of, and like, so object I'm not permanence be, like, with your own memories. Exactly. It's exactly. That's exactly what it is. And I feel kind of embarrassed about it, but also kind of good that my sister has recognized this right. about me and that maybe it's something that can be understood by others as well. But yeah, I'm yeah, not, yeah. like not checking in about a major life trauma because I don't care or I'm not interested or I don't want to be there to support mm-hmm. you. I'm not checking in with you about a life thing because I've honestly forgotten that it's happening right. because you told me not to tell anyone about right. it. And so my brain was like, okay, we're not telling anyone about this. Yeah. And it just like locked that door and I can't access it unless you bring it up. Right. Right. <laughs> yeah. They have the secret password. You don't even have the password to that door. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. And so I was telling somebody yesterday and they're like, it's like you have that men in black. Clicker, oh yes. <laughs> the memory clicker. And you're just doing it on yourself. <laughs> See for me, I like if, if there's like that friendship dynamic, I expect them to bring it back up because I don't want to bring up painful stuff. Does that make sense? See, And so- how are we still friends? Because I, <laughs> Oh, you're saying the yes. same way yeah, as me. Yeah, same way yeah, as you. Yeah, totally. Yeah, we're like, like oh, if, if you like, if you're going through a rough time, I won't follow up about it. Like, unless right. like I know it's like a doctor's appointment, right? Yeah. But if it's like something like a really like negative point, stressful, stressful yeah. thing, I'm not going to probably follow up on it because I trust that you'll tell me in your time. And that yeah, happens a lot. I to- yeah. Because like yeah, I don't same. want to, br- I don't want to bring even more stress of having someone like relive that trauma. Well, and sometimes you're just things. like not, yeah, you, you, sometimes the other person, you're just like, I bet that they don't want to yeah. talk about yeah. this right now. Yeah. So that is why we've stayed friends because when you've gone through really heavy stuff and you do your cancer moon and rising right. thing of like retreating back into yourself, I know mm-hmm. that you'll come to me when yeah. you need something. And that's also how you would like it to be. Yes. Exactly. You don't want me to be like 
please don't so what's going on <laughs> yeah like, exactly. let me die in the woods by myself and i'll return the I next know. full moon okay we'll, we'll wait like a month and a half and then be like okay yeah, Esther, yeah, yeah. i haven't seen your face pop up <laughs> yes. in the chat actually it's never really happened for that long it's yeah. usually like just it's a just couple, couple days, days right yeah yeah or even about a specific topic right but yeah i mean you went through like a whole ass divorce and it was like on uh, like we were just kind of on your terms right waiting to hear about it because it was so awful that it wasn't like i was gonna be like how are you emotionally feeling about this right. today right, right now and, and at moment. the same time i'm like breaking down crying for hours a day and then having to hold in those tears at night like it's like yeah you know when you're going through like such stressful situations it's okay to like retreat and you it's good well, to have friends that are like hey when you want to pop out we're here for yeah you. we're here exactly <laughs> I feel like it's like what was that gift from oh like we're uh like there's oh tina fey is hovering over the toilet and what's his face is like patting her on the back with the broom like they're there like that's how i <laughs> feel like i would like rock? every interaction i have. don't remember that at <laughs> no. all but i love that so much. like <laughs> like that's hilarious like, honestly that's how i prefer like most like catch-ups to be like interactions hey, yeah from afar yeah I support you yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's so funny because I think I've told you about this. I was at one of my sister's friend's weddings and like a mom of a friend that I've known since preschool, oh, yeah. like for, you know, my whole entire life came up to me and it was very soon after Wade died and said, I just can't, uh, how are you guys doing? And I was like, oh, I'm great. I was like at a wedding. Uh-huh. I was like, this feel it's a beautiful day. And we're like, you know, having a glass of wine and we're celebrating this friend's wedding. And she goes, no, I just met with your cousin dying. <laughs> and I was like. That is why uh-huh. I don't bring shit yep. up unless the other person does because I mm-hmm. was having a beautiful fucking yeah. day not thinking about the fact that mm-hmm. my cousin had just died and that I was like ripped open at the right? seams. I was having a lovely time. <laughs> lovely. Yeah. Until that got brought up in that yeah. way. And then I was suddenly like, oh. Oh, I should not yeah, be happy. I mean, that's really awful. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> that part is not okay. No, it's that not. part is truly awful. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It was so shocking. But that's why that's something that I was talking about with my therapist yesterday Mm -hmm. was how I always tell people and earnestly mean it. If you want to talk, please come to me. I'm here. I want to support you. And also, I know that when my friends say that to me, that they mean it. Yeah. And yet I still feel in some ways like I'm getting in other people's way if I ask for support yeah yeah so we were talking about strategies of like how to say like like how to not feel uncomfortable with people that you want emotional intimacy with mm-hmm. by saying hey do you have time to chat today i'm having like a really weird day yeah or whatever and not have it be like a thing to yeah. like feel uncomfortable about it like i i especially don't do that with my friends with children because i right. just assume that their lives are too busy yeah to, yeah have space for me but also i know that several of them would be mortified Uh to hear that that's how i felt they'd say i am busy but i love you and i will make time for you right and so figuring out strategies for saying like how can i soft launch that i need some support so that i'm not feeling so that if they say i can't right now or whatever i'll still be okay right but so that there's still that intimacy one of the things i put on my vision board for this year was increased emotional intimacy because i just mm-hmm. feel like other than the people that i'm in like you know you guys like right. group chat people i tend to just do the like oh everything's fine until i'm like suddenly crying in the parking lot of yeah. the place being like oh everything's not fine so it was just so helpful to talk about strategies for that and then also like understanding because I she's like if you 
truly mean it when you're saying to this to mm-hmm. other people. You have to, if they're people you love, uh-huh. assume that they truly mean it too. Yes, yes, absolutely. And that's like so difficult in practice. Yes, yeah. Well, and also too, you're robbing those parents, the people that you like consider close friends that are parents, of like adult time and like adult yeah. conversation time. Maybe even just thinking of it that way because I know several moms who are just tired of hearing like all day yeah. young kid talk and they would love to like and they have that space and capacity they just don't yeah. they just don't know themselves how to to like say it and well yeah that because everyone's that. trying to respect each other's boundaries yeah. too much almost like, yeah to, or, i think that i guess too. perceived boundaries yeah yeah like this boundary has not been set with me i'm perceiving that it might be a boundary right. that needs to be respected and that's something that i can work on mm-hmm. and i can figure out ways to like I guess convey vulnerability and say it would mean a lot if we could chat or whatever. Yeah. And maybe in like less intense words, because I also was listening to a podcast yesterday where somebody was talking about how whenever someone's ends a request with, but no pressure, uh the no pressure adds like times 50 pressure. (laughs) (laughs) Like in their mind, they're like, no, but they said no pressure. And then the person's like, no, but so I'm perceiving that Uh as like, I really need you to do this, oh, but I'm trying okay. to not be like overwhelming or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, that's so interesting. That <laughs> is. Oh, wow. But I just feel like a lot of it is just like, how are we? I've always been such an over communicator, right. except for, you know, I think especially when the pandemic started, all of us just assumed that everyone was as tired and exhausted and overwhelmed as we were. Yeah. yeah. And it became harder to say, like, I need some, mm-hmm. I need some support or right. I would like to be, I would like it if you would like be here for me in a way specifically yeah and even saying it hypothetically makes me feel uncomfortable Mm -hmm. (laughs) maybe just saying it more makes it will make it more comfortable even hypothetically yeah exactly saying it yeah because i do mean it when i say to other people if you need anything Mm -hmm. i am here yeah i'm saying that because i feel that way yeah if you need anything i am here please let me know yeah and I know in a lot of situations, it's like people have seen the TikToks, like the most unhelpful things I heard after my dad died or whatever. And sure, it's not helpful for somebody when you're dealing with a traumatic loss to be like, what can I do to give them another thing on their plate? Right. But when it's like day to day, just like having a life stuff, mm-hmm. saying like, what can I do to be there for you when you're just like experiencing a stressful day? Yeah. Or like with somebody fucking weird at work and you just need to talk about that. Yeah. It's like, like those 10 minute blips of time of connection. Like, yeah, you know, it's not even for an extended period of time. It's just like a, like a pop off sort of extended period of time. Right. You know? Yeah, exactly. Well, and I had a text conversation with one of my really good friends from high school the other day and it was so affirming. We were being really vulnerable with each other just in a text conversation. We texted for probably Mm -hmm. like 20 minutes and we went into such depth because we have such a history. Yeah. We went into such depth of what we were currently experiencing in the context of like all of our lives. Right. You know? And when I got, when I finished that text conversation, I keep wanting to say when I got off the phone, but we weren't even talking. We were just texting. (laughs) Yeah. When we stopped texting because it was like bedtime, I was so moved Mm -hmm. by how meaningful that connection had been in those moments that I wrote a fucking poem about that kind of friendship. And you know, I'm not a poet. No, you're not. That is not my default for coping. (laughs) I know. I was thinking, I've written two poems in Uh the last, like, three years. And one was right after Roe v. Wade was repealed. And it was basically just, like, a lament about how I don't know if, like, 
you know, the men's social media is being impacted with the sorrow that uh-huh. the women's social media is right. being impacted by when there's stuff like that. Just a full-blown lament. And this one is literally just, like, about the beauty of that kind Aww, of friend. That's so sweet. <laughs> and it just, it just, like, it felt so good. And so that made me think, like, I need to allow for more of that in my life. Yeah. And she has two young kids, and it was just after bedtime for her kids. Mm-hmm. But we still, like started this conversation and I just felt so good after it. And also CC, if you're listening to this, you know, I have a poem about our last <laughs> chat. If you want to hear it, she and I actually took creative writing together for like three years oh, in high so school. Cute. So I'm 100% sure that she, Oh my gosh, that's it. so cute. Maybe I'll send it to her today. Yeah. And we'll reopen the intimacy. Yeah. Just, it's like all self-regulated. Like uh-huh. I don't want to be in my friends with kids ways, but also I think you're totally right. It's like taking away. They also feel mm-hmm. like they need I've that heard. too. Yeah, that parents also notice when their childless friends are, like, not interested in interacting with them anymore. Right. But for me, it's not about a lack of interest. It's about trying to not demand mm-hmm. too much. Yeah, yeah. So it's just, it's interesting. Yeah. It's going to be an interesting journey through 2024 with, you know, intimacy and closeness on my vision board <laughs> and yeah, letting myself feel big feelings. Uh-huh. And not just waiting until I have to cry to you. <laughs> That's okay. I'll listen anytime. It's like, I know, I, I know. <laughs> and you know I love crying. Yeah, that's true. But it's just hard yeah. because you're like, when you're a child, people are like, it's not like, suck why are you freaking out? Yeah, exactly. Right. And my parents never said suck it up, but they definitely didn't love me storming away from the dinner table as a teenager. That definitely was something that I was teased about a lot. Mm -hmm. And that was that like led me to really like not wanting to be like constantly demonstrative Mm -hmm. about how I was feeling. And also it's like a dysregulation thing. And I think having the language of a self-diagnosis of ADHD, which I have not even brought up with my therapist yet because it's still so new. Mm -hmm. Uh, having the language to talk about that has helped me so much. Right. Like feelings of overstimulation and dysregulation Mm -hmm. and all of those things, having that, those words makes it so much easier to handle. And I know you've experienced the same thing. Oh yeah. Well, I was even thinking every time I think of overstimulation. So most of the time overstimulation generally happens when I'm like in hyper-focus mode and someone wants to like interrupt me and immediately I'm overstimulated by their presence or what they're asking me to do. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Typically, that's how it usually is. But a couple yeah. weeks ago, like two weeks, two last weekend, was it last weekend? Anyway, I went to a local like concert. <laughs> that was not oh, a great. It was it was the concert was good. The concert was fine, but there was an obvious moment of like overstimulation because there was like t- people around. Too many, too much crowds. That's the where crowd, I and then it. like just the like the volume of stuff, and. We, there was I don't think I don't even think I told you about this so there was like a break between bands and um so I went with like yoga friends and uh my one friend he went outside to go get like a breath of fresh air and then my other friend she and her boyfriend went off somewhere I have no idea okay. where and so yeah. I felt it, this is I think that battle between like overstimulation and, and autism so I was like do I need to save our spots here Oh no! And you started totally panicking, didn't you? Yeah. So I so I'm like, I need to save our spots. But then people behind me started talking about, oh, is this the mosh pit area? And I was like, a mosh pit area. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's <laughs> so, not what I'm here for. So I was like, okay, let me scoot to the outskirts, 
Because people can mosh, whatever. I don't care. It's fun. Yeah. If you're yeah, young yeah. and your bones are not broken, fine. Go for it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but uh, so I scooted to a different area. And so now I'm like, now I'm like actively watching for my friends to come back. So they right, don't go to the same spot. Right, because you're worried they're going to miss you. Right? Yeah. And so, but then I'm like, but now I can't move anywhere. I have to like stay right. here. But am I overthinking the staying of stay, being staying here? 100%. And then, yeah, 100%. But, <laughs> so, and I'm just, it's just that point. All and I'm of like, it. wait, is this, is this, am I lame? Should I have gone with my friend? Like, did he like suggest to go outside with me together? Like, or, you know, <laughs> like it's this whole thing in my brain where it's just yeah. like what am I supposed to do I'm sitting yeah. I'm standing it, here for 15 weird? minutes alone am I doing this wrong right exactly like, am I messing this I'm up would a normal here. person act differently exactly. in I'm this standing situation? here on my phone I'm the weird one <laughs> yeah <laughs> you know yeah. and I'm sure no one ever thought anything of it I'm sure no, I was fine there was not. no responsibility I don't think there's any like expectation I would have stayed there like if I had gone to the bathroom if I felt the need to go they would not have like begrudged me going to the bathroom like I'm so sorry for making it so that you couldn't find me again because I put this responsibility on (laughs) On myself (laughs) and so it's just like but then I'm like but then I'm analyzing all the conversations we had right before the group split to make sure that I didn't miss a social cue that I was supposed to catch and so that's when I realized, okay, maybe we're a little overstimulated. <laughs> yeah, maybe we're a little bit overly stimulated. I feel like crowds often do that for me. Yeah. I'm, like, really bad in a crowd. Yeah. Um, yeah. Just because of the same thing. I'm like, am I in the way? Should I be doing something right. different? Like, should, well, and like other is people, this weird that I'm standing? And, like, and I'm standing, like, and thankfully this venue wasn't, like, super packed. But people just kept, like, brushing up again. And I'm like, excuse me. Can, yeah. Can't you, like, not I'm be shoving me I'm being too much. Yeah. <laughs> This is overwhelming. <laughs> what concert was it? It was just for like um like a local band. Well, not a local. Okay. So it was like there was like three like one was a local band and then one was a band that the main band brought on for like the thing. And the main band was like okay. a southern rock sort of band and they were good. Oh. The other the middle band was fine technically, but the lead singer got on my nerves and I, that was probably overstimulation cuz he was jumping on drums and doing <laughs> the most on stage and I cannot <laughs> when you're doing that it's like the intrusive thoughts always won with him and i needed him to not win against intrusive thoughts yeah yeah fight back a little harder buddy it's like, it's like dude can we just not be jumping because that's what yeah like, totally like, it's just child like it's just stop. too much just but too the first much. band was like a nice funk like i love like jazz funk instrumental Same. music yeah, 100%. and so they that was their kind of band but they also introduced themselves as a christian rock band and i was like but no. if you don't have Jesus lyrics, can you be Christian? <laughs> anyway, so what I my feeling is they probably or met at church. Not even can you be Christian, but do I have to care, I have that, to you're care that they're Christian? Exactly. <laughs> like, am I accidentally in a worship service? Was my first thought. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but what I think is, but they, I think you're right. Yeah, I think they, they probably met, met at, at church. church, and then they had to like legitimize their sound, and so they're Christian rock. So. Yeah, but they're like, really no, you're great. Not, and I'm gonna whether they're Christian rock or not, it doesn't matter. So, well, it's like there were so many bands in the late '90s that were technically Christian rock yeah. bands that were super mainstream, and people like didn't legitimately did not know that they were Christian. Right? Bands. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. It's like the same vibe, mm-hmm, exactly. <laughs> so, but it just made me because it, it was probably like after their second or third song that they announced this, and I was like, huh, okay. <laughs> 
have I been accidentally worshiping Jesus? Nope, I haven't. Yeah. Did I just get bamboozled slightly? I know. I, I can't tell. Exactly. Have I been tricked? I mean, I mean in it's, some the, way? It's, it's Tennessee in the South, so you're going to throw a rock and hit a Christian rock group, you know, but I just didn't expect it from a psychedelic <laughs> funk band, I guess. <laughs> Oh my god, that sounds so fun though. It, yeah, oh, yeah, I love so, it. So I so it was it was like a nice venue and like it was like I said it wasn't like it was just lots of people. It's probably even like the most people I had been around. Yeah, since, 100%. I mean except for like at the airport maybe, you know, but Yeah. Yeah. Or that baseball game you went yeah, to. Yeah, the baseball but game. Even yeah, so, but even that's, then that's like outside, more right? Out yeah, exactly. Yeah, totally. So I love it. I'm so happy about this little community that you're working on building yourself. Oh yeah. It's 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 very slow going. So Well, we're adults yeah. and people complain about how hard it is to make friends as adults all the time. At least you're trying. At least I'm trying. I'm making attempts to like uh, I I was texting the group like, "Oh, you know, like what's the plan when people are getting there?" I'm like, I literally said, "This is like the dog mom's first night out since returning back to the states in September." <laughs> yeah, okay? Yeah. You do yeah, not know exactly. what you've signed up I for. I don't know what I'm doing. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. I don't know social cues anymore. More. everything has been Korean yeah. for so long <laughs> I don't know what you mean <laughs> by certain things so you're just gonna be deal with it. <laughs> gentle with me exactly. yeah exactly yeah. I love it that's hilarious yeah. no all right well uh I think that we probably rambled enough I feel like I've it. probably shared more than I needed to but, but I feel like people are willing to listen listeners. and if not they can just I mean, fast forward or turn it off yeah or skip to next week yeah. when you will have do you want to announce who your uh, special so guest is going to be next week next week will be my dear friend Joe joining the podcast and we're going to be reviewing yeah. Millennial Tarot Joe Wildly Tarot listener yes. Joe right Joe, yes, yes 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 Joe has been a dear friend of mine for I think she met we met through the podcast and then just started uh-huh. and because all of my friends were American friends and she was my only European friend. And so <laughs> time zone time zones made a difference. <laughs> so like so by the time like I was in my afternoon, she was in her morning. And so we were able to Be like perfect, perfect. Yeah. To connect all day. So I love yes. it. Yeah. Well, I can't wait to hear her. I know she's she attended um like the only live stream thing that we did. Oh ever, yes, yes, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. The, so I'm excited to yes. hear her thoughts. Yeah. On Patreon, did we do a live stream? I, yeah, what we did. We Remember, we were doing the Charmed season finale of something or another. Oh my God, Charmed. <laughs> <laughs> Charmed. Well, that was a thing. That was a thing. It was. <laughs> So yes. All right. Yeah. Well, you can follow us on all the places. Next week we'll be back with Joe and then we have other really great people lined up for the rest of the Yay. month. Thank you so much for handling that, oh, Esther. Yeah. I really appreciate the support of, I'm of so just thankful. being like, no, it's okay. Yeah, I'm so thankful we also have friends that are like willing to jump in and be like enthusiastic 100%. about talking about that along with us. I kind of feel like Rachel's going to secretly murder me so that she could be permanent co-host, yes. but I, don't know. I wouldn't we'll blame her at all. <laughs> It'll be after we meet each other and after I get tattoos and stuff, so it's going to be an episode to remember. <laughs> oh, I can't wait. Awesome. All right, well, follow us. I'm Holly Enchanted. That's Celestial Esther. Edder. I've got the Eddie and Esther combined. combined. It's fine. (laughs) We're still doing Celestial Esther, but we're calling you Eddie. That'd be nice. Thank you. Because it's such a cute name. Thank you. And then you can also follow us at Wildly Tarot Podcast. And send in your questions still. If our form yeah, isn't send working, in your questions you can still. use our email address wildlytaropodcast at gmail.com. Oh, is our form not working? Well, for some people, it's at? not. It's been rejecting things, and I'm not sure why. Oh. So that's why we've been getting a few email questions in because of things. Yeah. So I'm not sure we'll if dig it was like that. a little glitch in Google or something. But yeah, uh, since we'll we're see. still going we'll to be doing episodes with questions, send in your yeah, questions. We're send still going to be answering questions, them via tarot. Them. 
Our email address is wildlyterrapodcast at gmail.com. So that's easy to track yeah. down to. Yeah. So feel free to email us with questions. And yeah, we're back, baby. Yay! <laughs> we love you so much. We love you. <laughs> Go forth and tarot wildly. Yay! Bye. <laughs>